Good evening and welcome back to another episode, another episode, another podcast of Everyday Man of God Ministry. It is September 17th, 2022. I've uh, been away for a couple of weeks, or I shouldn't say, I've been away for a week, but been uh, haven't posted a podcast in, a, in probably over a week. But I'm back. Uh, just got back off a short little vacation, probably the last one we will take until the world collapses, but that's okay, because with God, we're going to make it right through this. We'll have some issues, but we'll make it right through this. So, this is going to be, I think, the official beginning of the off-the-cuff type of situation, more of a podcast that is not planned on any specific things and could go in different directions, but with, well, kind of an outline, but still off-the-cuff. So, I just mentioned I just got back from vacation. We actually went to Tennessee, spent a little time in the Smoky Mountains, but we got up to the Ark. Um, the Ark in the uh, Williamstown, Kentucky. The awe-inspiring Ark. You read the Bible, you hear about how big it is, you hear different stories and things like that, and they're wonderful. But oh my goodness, once you get there, brother, oh, it is absolutely breathtaking. I don't know if that's a word that's overused. Uh, I know my wife teared up a little bit. Um, I will not admit the fact that uh, I got choked up a little bit. But that boat was huge. That arc was just gigantic. Um... And when you come upon it and you look at it, it, it just, it strikes you. It just, it just hits you in the face of how amazing it is. Now, I, I never doubted how inspiring it is or how amazing it is, how important it is, and uh, whatever words you want to use. And um, boy, the, the ones that doubt the art can fit certain things Man, you've got to go see this. There is no doubt. And the fact that they took nearly 75 years, or roughly 75 years, to build this thing is absolutely amazing. So, if you ever have a chance, especially if you're in Kentucky, um, if you ever have a chance to visit the Ark, that thing is absolutely amazing if you can. If you have trouble believing in God after that, I don't know what to tell you. I, I just... It's absolutely amazing. Absolutely. So I'm going to move on from that. While I was down there, I was looking at billboards. And down in the south, there are billboards everywhere. They're just they're prevalent. And not even just billboards. People have them on their lawns and on the side of the highway, on the side of barns. Uh, I, I, you couldn't drive a couple miles without seeing another one, um, which is absolutely great. That's amazing. Um I can't even count. I'm just thinking in my head as you get to Virginia down, because we drove down. I love to drive. So we drove straight through from uh, up here in Connecticut right down to Tennessee. And, uh, wow, a lot of signs. Uh, repent or, or uh, uh, look out for Jesus or Jesus is coming. Are you prepared or are you ready? Um, a lot of different scriptures. Obviously, you had a couple of John 3.16s. That's a popular one. But then you had, a, I think it was a Matthew 12 out there. Um, 
And some were just statements, just simple things. And Jesus is Lord. You know, you know it, but it got to me to thinking the, on our way back. I was talking to my wife. I'm like, why don't you see him in the north? And I understand there's a couple reasons. The north is, well, less biblically founded. Well, some of you might out there listen. Oh, well, wait, wait, no, it's not. I go to church. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of fake. Well, there's a lot of fake Christians everywhere. But down there, I don't know what it is. Obviously, it's mostly Baptists. I made a joke to my uh, <coughs> brother in a text. I said to him, "I says, uh, I have a hard time finding a Baptist church down there. I can't find any." That being a joke, because down there, uh, out of all churches, the Baptist church is prevalent everywhere, um, as opposed to the north, where the Catholic church is everywhere. So, but the north is full of a lot of a lot more hate and a lot more violence, a lot more depression, a lot more anger, sadness, and for my wife and I, we have always known that. But when you go down south and then you come back, it's even more obvious. And why is that? Well, you got God pushed more down south. You got people more laid back and accommodating and enjoy people coming around and enjoy family. And then you get to north, where God is less prevalent. Now, I didn't say there weren't as many church buildings, but God is less important, less stressed, more of an obligation. You know, Sunday best and so forth. I think that's huge. And, and I understand up in the north, they're not going to put signs all over their lawns because, let's face it, <clears throat> up here you got so many angry people, they'll probably kick it over, spray paint it, burn it. Not the house. Well, maybe they will that too. But they'll burn down those signs. Hmm. Taking a drink out of my lovely water. <clears throat> but why is it not up here? And I thought to myself, okay. Excuses for those folks up here in the north. Let's make the excuses that, yes, your property may be damaged. All those things. We don't want that to happen. Okay, maybe that's why you shy away from it. But then I think to myself, or think to myself, thought to myself, what about billboards? So a while back, I was looking at how much billboards cost. Because for me, I was trying to figure out how to save up money and start putting signs everywhere. This is before we headed down south. And... I found uh, that they, they they can cost around 300 bucks. They go up, but 300 bucks. I, I'm not sure if that was for a month or two months. Probably just one month. But why are there none up here on the billboard? What's the excuse then? They what are they gonna do? Burn down the billboard? Yeah, good luck with that. That's uh that's a some jail time right there, <clears throat> or it should be. And I thought, is there a lack of courage from the northern Christians? Are they afraid? And why are you afraid? I get into trouble because I'm not afraid. And that's not to be precocious. Some might call me stupid to, to just, you know, say what I believe and not back down. Some may call me crazy. I have no idea. Well, no, people do call me crazy. crazy. Um, some may call me narrow-minded and all this other nonsense. But where is the courage so, I, I, that, was a, that was an issue I, I, I wanted to talk about. I'm like, I just, we need to be in the north, and I don't know that I'll be up north forever. Um, 
that's up to God. But in the North, we need to have more courage. Be on more corners. Some more billboards. Yeah. So, that's, I just want to share that with you. But now let's get into the world for one second. The migrant issue. The illegal aliens. Ron DeSantis and Governor uh, Greg Abbott. Now, looking at this from a different point of view as a, as a Christian, as a born-again Christian, a Bible believer, I have no problem with what uh, Greg Abbott's doing. It's interesting. You know? I believe we should be helping all people. But, but there's an... There, uh, Greg Abbott and DeSantis has, has now exposed the other side, so to speak. They talk about how we're, they're racist and da-da-da, and they don't want aliens. Well, now that they're sending some of these people into the Democrat areas, now they're mad and they're angry. So they've exposed them for being racist themselves. Well, because if they think they should be here, then they should have no problem with them being in their town. But that's not the case, is it? So they've exposed themselves, Democrats have exposed themselves as being bigger racist than the Republicans. I'm not saying there's no racist Republicans. I didn't say that whatsoever. So I don't want to hear everybody sit there and going, oh, you're a Republican. That's not what I said. See, like I said, the Democrats only care when it affects them. It reminds me when you're sitting in a jail cell. Now, you're sitting there as a sinner. Clearly, you're in a jail cell. You got there because you ignored God. But then, you're promising if you get out, or if God gets you out of this one, you will change. But you won't. How do I know this? Well, as a man who has been off course for many years, I was that guy. And I know many just like that guy who was me. How many times was I sitting in a jail cell going, God, if you get me out of this one, I swear, by the way, you should not use that word, but I'm just you know, saying what, what uh, I said at that point in time. If you get me out of this one, I'm gonna, I'll do right. I'll be straight. I'll get, it, I, I'll get my life together. And I do for a short amount of time. And then what happens? Right back to the same thing. And I've known many guys like this. So those of you who may be listening who have had a bit of a past or are dealing with that past now, stop making that promise. Because when you break a promise, it is the most important thing you can do. The most important. It is a huge problem. You have to be a man of your promises. Even if you're sitting there as a tough guy, I'm a man. Not if you're breaking all your promises, you're not. So that's what it reminds me, the Democrats remind me of, is that guy who's not concerned at all about God. Some cases, some of these people are like, I don't even believe in God. But suddenly, when they're in trouble, they call upon God. 
See, now the Democrats, now suddenly they're in trouble. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's look at this border control issue. Amazing, isn't it? So here's a topic I'm not going to get deep into, but I'll talk briefly about it. How much debt is too much debt? Steve, you're all over the place on this. I know. But how much debt is too debt? Too debt? Yeah, too much debt. Well, the obvious answer will be zero. Shouldn't have any debt at all. But we live in a world that unfortunately, if you buy a house, you're in debt. Not many people can just buy it outright in cash. It just isn't going to happen. But there are certain debts you can avoid. As Christians, we're supposed to be stewards of our money. Good stewards. Well, we're not. I know very few Christians that are not in debt. They're all in debt. Just like the world. Oh, well, now you're just being judgmental and you're so much better. No, no, no. I didn't say that. I know me and my family, we are trying to make sure within a few years we're zero. We have nothing. We're getting pretty close to it. And we shouldn't have put ourselves in that situation. I'm teaching my children now, as, as I think everyone should, every guy out there, teach your kids, don't go to college, get a trade. You don't have to owe anybody. Sock away your money. I do believe that your kid can live with you till they're 25. What I mean by that, remember the old days? <laughs> remember the old days? We don't remember all the old days. Um, your, your kid stayed home until they cleaved out to get married. Now, if he ain't married by 40, well, come on now. He should have been out of the house a long time ago. But teach them to save their money. Be good stewards of it. Multiply that money if they can. Capitalism is fine too. Flip something. Buy something for $10 and flip it for 30 Teach them to be ready for the future. To be debt free. To be ready for the future. You looked at these men who went out to the future. They went out. They got, I have to say, engaged to people in the biblical times. And they came back with a certain amount of money and finally ready to, to marry. They had that money. They worked. Day and night, they worked and they worked and they worked until they got all the money they needed. And they started a new life. Wouldn't it be nice if we could teach our kids to do that again? Impossible, Steve. It ain't going to happen. We live in a society where it can't, cannot happen. I disagree. I think you can. So, I didn't know how long... This podcast could go. Actually, it's going to go a lot longer. I don't know if that was a fool you moment. But there are a lot of issues going on in this world. There are a lot of men who lack the ability or the wherewithal or the courage, the tenacity, the integrity, the discipline to attack this world back. And what do I mean by that? Do I mean, let's be violent, lift up our guns, and fight? That's not what I'm talking about. 
Should one fight if one needs to? Well, yes, you can defend your family. I don't have a problem with that, and I don't believe God does either. But we are in a time right now that is perilous. I know people have said this forever, whether it be Jonathan Ed Edwards, George Whitfield, John Weslin, um, Billy Sunday, uh, just a lot of, I don't know, we'll go with more modern people. Uh, J. Vernon McGee, which I've listened a little bit not too long ago recently, Peter Rockman, Warren Worsby, um, and even your soapbox preachers have been talking about it on the corners. The end is near, the end is near, the end is near. And people call those guys crazy in the 70s. No, they're right, the end is near. It's nearer now than it was in their time, but it was near. And we are nearer to it now. That word nearer just sounds interesting, doesn't it? We are sleepwalking into the end of times and we look like idiots. Thinking we're just going to bounce back. We're just going to change things. Donald Trump will get in or some other Republican. That'll change things. Do I believe that it'll change things on certain levels? Yes, I do. But that's not the change that is needed because that's only a short-term fix. Even if, even if, okay, guys, even if Donald Trump comes in, let's just say he does. Let's say he gets reelected for four years and puts everything the way you want it to be. Well, then he's out of office four years later. Then what? And by the way, while you're so worried about that, your school boards are going to heck. Your local communities are going to heck. Your prison system's going to heck. Your school systems are going to heck. What was the point? And I do believe that this country is going to splinter in many different directions. I don't believe it's going to be so much as a north and south situation as it was in the mid-1800s. It is going to splinter off. And your enemies will not be who you think they are. They're not going to be the obvious Chinese and the obvious communists, Russia, and so forth, which those are enemies of this country, no doubt about that. Some are finally getting getting to the thick skulls of people like Warren Buffett and Bill Gates and the lot are enemies to the state and this country. Biden and the rest of them. It's like they're all sitting there going, huh, something doesn't seem right. You think so, geniuses? But here's the problem. You get so inundated with brainwashing and people telling you how to believe. Now, my spiritual walk or my biblical walk or however you want to phrase it in your own way, my belief in the Bible and what I believed about the Bible, what I believed about God, what I believed about what is known as the Trinity, which I do which I do not accept. I reject the cliche version of Trinity that which which was put forth by Tertullian Tertullian, yeah, Tertullian and um, was actually first mentioned by oh, Theodosius Theodosius 
the artist? I can't remember his name. I apologize. Again, this is off the cuff. I don't have that information in front of me. Just going by memory. And there's an argument with Godhead and so forth. And I don't know why there's an argument. It seems pretty obvious to me. Um, but we have an issue. You're brainwashed in the churches. You're brainwashed in the school system. This is how you should think. Let me tell you how to think. Let me tell you how to act. Or, you can actually pick up the, well, I shouldn't say pick up the Bible. Pick up the King James Bible because it's pretty clear. Most of you know my stance. If you look at the modern versions, all of them are self-doubting Bibles. You know, it's like, like when uh, economists, uh, fake economists or um, politicians say, some people say, but they never tell you who some people are. And they don't show you where they got the information. You know, some people say that this, this, who? Well, I don't remember, but some people said, now you get the Bible. Some manuscripts say, which one? I don't remember which one, but some would say it's different. I mean, this is what it says, but it could mean possibly, maybe, well, I think the... Uh, well, the old church fathers may have said, you know, maybe you have self-doubting Bibles, self-doubting preachers, self-doubting pastors, priests, rabbi, self-doubting religious figures all the all over the place, and you wonder why the percentage of people who identify as Christians has gone down in this country. I. I was just thinking about that just now. I should have wrote that information down. I don't have the statistics. I was reading this in an article the other day while I was on vacation. And um, it has gone down. Other religions have kind of gone up a smidgen and gone up a little bit. But more and more people don't believe in God. I wonder why. Because most of your Bible believers aren't on television. They don't have big megachurches. They're not writing a bunch of tons and tons of books. That could be a reason. It's possible. They're not out there trying to make a movie or going on the Larry King show. Okay, Larry King's uh, kind of antiquated now, I guess. Going on, I don't know, whatever, Piers Morgan show or Oprah Winfrey. Actually, she's, in my opinion, antiquated also. <clears throat> or anything like that, or Fox News, or CNN, or Newsmax. Those are all Catholic stations and communist stations anyways. There are so many fake people. Beyonce can call herself Christian. If you read the King James Bible, you will be clear. And the reason why those other Bibles self-doubt is so you have self-doubt. And you have confusion. And you have to rely on man. It's not what the Bible says. Not at all. Now, when I talked about the migrant issues earlier, I want to just make this completely clear. I don't want to, anybody sit there and shut me down for racism or whatever it may be. I have no problem with... Uh, 
people find play. I believe there should be a system. I, I, I'm reminded of my uh, my wife's father, who, who came to this country through Brazil and worked at an embassy. It took him years, but he came through the legal way. And he took a lot longer than some others. I know my my uh, grandfather uh, came through from uh, Canada. It took him uh, about a year year or so. I don't think about a couple of years or something like that. Got a sponsor from here and someone he knew and worked at a company and you know he had a solid job lined up and worked for a living and paid his bills and became a citizen and do I believe that it can be streamlined in some cases? Yeah, but I also believe that we have to stop bringing in migrants, as everybody likes to call them, or undocumented workers or illegal aliens or whatever you want to call them. I think we do need to shut that down. Not of racism or hatred. See, the Democrats are the reason we have migrant issues and problems, and we got to feed them with our tax dollars. Why? Because the Democrats are the reason, along with uh, some of our rhinos years ago, sent all of our business overseas. If you brought all of that back, you'd have plenty of jobs for all these folks that come in here legally, can, that can come in legally and make a living. But that's never going to be the case. Side note with Bill Gates, since I mentioned him earlier, why is he buying up all the land? I'm going to get to that in another, probably a video. I'm going to talk about that. I have some interesting ideas on that. The end of America is coming. You need to stop praying. If you're a Christian, stop praying. Wait, what did you say? Did you just say stop praying? Yeah, I did. I left that hanging there for a second. Stop praying for America. I've mentioned this before. Stop. Start praying for the people in America and around the world for their salvation. Because I don't care what you're fighting for right now. If God is not involved in it, then your fight is for naught. It's for nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because you're going to burn in hell like the rest. Your internal damnation. So if you're fighting and God is not part of your fight, what does it matter? So when you got a guy on the right and a guy on the left and both are sinners and both are just anti-God but they're pro this and pro that, it doesn't matter. You're both going to be in the same location in the eternal hellfire. So you need to turn from that. Well, listen, I appreciate you listening to tonight's uh, podcast. We're almost a half an hour in. Um, we'll have, obviously, we're going to keep this going um, gonna start putting uh, connect a uh, an account to this uh, that you can donate, so you can hear me keep saying the phrase "ah" every single time, like as if I'm confused. And we got a lot of things planned. Um, we're gonna take this to a different level. We got a prison ministry that we're we're still in so much of the infancy stages. We're trying to figure this out, uh, how we can get in. I just learned that. Uh, by looking at some of the prisons that you still can't even visit people in them, or certain ones have some COVID-19 restrictions still put in there. So that's going to be a tough one. So we have to look at that, and I'm going to look at mailing list and figure that one out, see if I can just randomly mail uh, people stuff and 
uh, Bibles or just pick names off the roster, so to speak. But um, pray for us for that, that we can pull that off. So thank you again for tuning into this uh, podcast. I do appreciate it as always. I hope to bring some more content, some prepared and some off the cuff. And we'll see how things go from there. And with that, God bless and good night.